Welcome to Journey Fitness. And I'm your host, LC, and we have a special guest today. And the topic we're going to be talking about, it's kind of crazy, but it's out there. It's topic is about people who's in the limelight and another person is not in the limelight. Or when they say in the acting business, they say one's in front of the camera and one behind the scenes. And being in a relationship before and my self-experiences where I've been in the entertainment business off and on for 30 years, and I've been fitness training for many years as well, and uh, I dated women who liked what they've seen, but they didn't like other people seeing it, seeing what they're looking at. They didn't like the attention I was getting, and they would just act funny about it. They would act weird about it. They just basically put on a front. And they, they like, before they dated me or, or before I got to know them, they they like what they see, what everybody else seeing, and they basically wanted to get next to me and get to me and see what I'm about and my real or my fake or whatever. And then once they got my attention and we started dating and everything like that, then they slowly try to, like, basically start t- taking things away, telling me, oh, you don't have to go to the gym as much, why do you have to go to the gym all, all the time, and, and all stuff. But they forget that's who I am. That's my personality. That's part of my lifestyle, and that's what they were attracted to as well. You know, people always say, oh, I wasn't attracted to your looks. I just, just wanted to, I was attracted to your personality. But so you're saying that you see my personality across the, the room or the club or something like that, or wherever you met that person. You know, so when you uh, go through these things, it's definitely a hard thing. And then, if, and if you ain't strong enough, you can fall a victim into uh, to that and listen to other people and telling telling you stop living your life, stop li- stop being what makes you happy. And uh, my guest is going to talk about her her situation herself. And, uh, boy, she has a story to tell. I heard the story before. And uh, <laughs> and she's definitely a strong woman to make it through all that BS. And uh, and she's going to talk to you. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Well, yeah. mine started a long time ago. Actually, it was with more – it happened quite a bit, actually. I might as well say that. Uh, my first husband um, – didn't want me to work in radio at all. You know, when we were together, I was working as an intern. Um, I was going to the radio station one day a week, you know. <laughs> and right, right. the thought of, you know, he said that radio wasn't a real job, and he wanted me to get a job at the post office. And every time he heard that they were hiring, his father worked at the post office. So every time he heard that they were hiring, he would tell me to go down there and apply, you know. <laughs> Right, right. And he said, you know, radio is cool. You know, I was it was okay as long as I was doing it one day a week. But when they would ask me to come in like on Saturday and do extra stuff, uh, it was a problem. It was a real problem, you know. Um, he was also into bodybuilding, and we would travel to these small towns. We'd travel all over this country, and it cost us a lot of money, and it never, you know, I mean, I don't remember anyone asking me even my opinion about it or if I wanted, you know, to be even be involved. It was like I was a photographer, so it was like I was there, I was taking the pictures, and everything was cool. But if I tried to do anything that put me in the spotlight, per se, 
it would always be an issue. And I don't understand people like that, you know. Uh, I was in another relationship where I had to, I actually um, had to keep him kind of away from it because he didn't like anyone. You know, people are going to hug you. You know, you're on radio, you're on TV. People are going to hug you. They want to be near you. They're all in your face. And and we get that, you know, we get that. Mm -hmm. I was like that too, you know. When I saw Les Brown for the first time, I was like, ah, you know, Came, gave him a hug and everything, you know, that's just, that's just part of it. Uh, people want to be around you. They listen to you every day, and they feel like, you know, they know you. You're part of the family. You're part of their day. You're part of their work because they're listening to you all day long. So he couldn't take anybody hugging me, not man, not woman, not kids, nobody. Why is she touching you? Why is she doing this? Why is he? Why is he? You know, it was, it was insane. It was insane, and it, was, it got to the point where, we actually got into a physical fight at an event where I was wow. on a live broadcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we got into a physical fight, had to be uh, broke up by the police, and the only reason they didn't arrest us is because two of the police knew me. You know, they knew I was there with the radio station, and they just kind of broke it up and told him, the, you know, you should probably just go home or whatever. And it was just a big thing. And then the, that Monday when we went back to work, our boss put out a memo saying no boyfriends, no girlfriends, no husbands, no wives are allowed at any radio station events. Now, can you imagine for the people who, you know, their families enjoy coming, this was bad. This was a bad thing because, you know, because of me, basically, everybody got banned from radio station events. So it, it can be it can be very bad and it can, you know, end up costing you one person's jealousy over another and you're not gonna be happy in the relationship because they're always you you're trying to do your thing and they're trying to pull you out of it when they're not understanding that this is who I marry or this is who I'm with, they wanna stop you from being that person. Right. Yeah, and I, I fully understand that and uh I I fully uh, understand that too, because uh, to add on to what you were saying, because I've been, like I said, I've been in the entertainment business off and on for 30-something years, and uh, and it, it's cool. It, it, it's definitely, it's it's crazy because, not cool, but it's crazy. It's just like, like you said, you see somebody that you heard on the radio, and you never seen them, but you've seen the, the videos, and you see the interviews, and, and you really admire that person. You know, everybody has their own agenda, what they like about a person. Regardless, and like you said, you seen Les Brown. I, I listened to a lot of his powerful in, interviews and inspirational quotes and tapes and 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 uh, stuff like that. And I and that's definitely impressive. You know, what I mean, the man worked hard to get where he's getting at, where he got, and he, he inspired a lot of people and they, and their lives to do great things, to motivate. And he's gonna still continue on doing it as long as people keep looking him up. He's gonna keep on inspiring. But anyway, when you met some, met him for the first time, I can understand that. I would have hugged him too, you know, because he, he might have said something that sparked your career to where you're at now, you know, and I know there's a story behind that one. And um, <laughs> so I know what you're saying about being kind of out there and, and people look at you as one way, but they don't realize you're another way. And they find that you like that, that big star or you that fantasy guy or that fantasy woman, and but you're still a human being. You're still a person. 
and, and you have feelings too. You you know you have goals, you have dreams, you have nightmares. You 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 put on your pants just like everybody else. And uh, so I was dating this one lady, and she definitely didn't like it because I was did movies and stuff like that. And she, when God came up to me, he said he seen me on a, a TV show. I don't know if you guys remember that TV show, Mortal Combat. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a very, very good show. It was a video game back in the day where all best martial artists come together and they fight at a tournament. And it happens once every, so, so well, what they say is supposed to happen every thousand years. And, they, and it's been going on for that long. And they, mm-hmm. and they bring all these fighters together. And it's like a kumite. They all come together. They fight no holes barred. Live or die. But anyway, they made it into a TV show, and I got called to do that show because I used to do some calendars back in the day, blackmail calendars, fitness calendars and stuff, and someone said, hey, you need to audition for Mortal, Mortal Kombat. So I said, you know what? Okay. What do I have to do? So I did a little martial arts and stuff like that, but I didn't get to do none of it. But they picked me anyway because my, my physique, my presence, my look was what they were looking for. And... Uh, it went well. I was out there for almost uh, a year. But anyway, going back to what I was saying, um, the lady, we were all in Home Depot, and uh, this guy came up to me and says, man, i seen you on this TV show Mortal Kombat. You ever on there? And I said, yeah, I was on there. Humbly, I said that. No, no ego tripping or nothing like that. And, and she was looking at me. I could see her on the corner of my eye. I could feel the heat on the back of my neck, you know, because she was looking all crazy and mean because she didn't like that. You know, she didn't like when people, because she's a very nice-looking woman at, you know, at that time, and she got all these attention, and when she was with me, all that attention changed. And now with all that attention on me because the uh, the stuff I have done in my past and how I built and what, maybe how I looked or something like that, and she was just giving me that, that heat look that, that looked like, Oh, man, I can't believe that. Whatever type of look. But anyway, I, I asked one of the stories, and there's many other ones as we go on. I'm going to tell them. But people got to understand, people have a life, and, you know, and there's something about you that she's seen that was attractive, and so she wanted to meet you or, or meet me, and, and now she got me. Now it's like more like a control thing, and that's not cool. That's not cool at all. You don't want to control somebody. It's like putting a uh, a glass over a flower, you know, cutting off, and you just let everybody just look at it, you know. You, they can't really embrace it the way they they can, they, how can I say, their full potential and showing their full potential on that and, and, and how they can, like, admire that. But they want to keep it to themselves. And, and uh, well, anyway, it just, it's, a, it's a hurtful feeling when you have somebody you put a chokehold on them, chokehold on them, and they can't be the full potential who they are because you don't want anybody else to help or admire that same thing that you admired in the beginning when you've seen her or seen him or her. It depends on, you know, the person because I, I've been with, you know, I've dated athletes and musicians. and um, they, they know they're going to get a lot of attention. I think it's how they handle it. You know, I've been with exactly. some who... Uh, I've been with one uh, who forgot he was with me, and actually these girls followed them out to the car, and then he forgot that I was with him, and he drove off and left me there. So, mm. 
wow. I'm just saying, this is somebody who was totally wrapped up in, you know, the, the, the attention. And needless to say, that was our first and last trip together. And then some, you know, they try to be <laughs> nice. They try to, you know, you want to be nice. I always want to be nice when I meet listeners. I'm always uh, happy when they tell me that they, you know, I listen to you every day or I, I listen to you here and there. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I appreciate it. But yeah. to get crazy, because uh, some people do think that because they listen to you that you owe them something, and that's mm. not that's absolutely not true. Like you owe them a certain amount of time or stuff like that. They're like, hey, hey, you know, I'm talking to you. I, I remember some, a guy was holding on to me once. And he was saying, hey, hey, I'm talking to you. You know, people were coming around. And he was holding on to my arm, and I said, you're going to need to let my arm go before I have to yell for security. And he was saying, I'm talking to you, you know. I support the station. I do this, I do that. I said, so what's that got to do with you holding on to my arm? He said, well, I want you to listen to me. I said, let go of my arm, say what you have to say, and then have a nice day. I mean, you know, it, it got it got ugly, you know. But I think under the circumstances, I handled it pretty good because it, it got well, um, that's the next version of it. <laughs> yeah, but I think it depends on the person, you know. I, I know that, and I used to always, I used to love it when my significant other would come to events with me. I did, you know, I, I grew to love that, but I knew how to, to handle it. I knew how to handle the attention, and I didn't, you know, let stuff go to my head and let people do disrespectful things, and I made it known. Yes, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, if I was married, I'm married. Or yeah, I'm with somebody, and that's that. There's nothing right. to discuss, right. you know. So right. it depends on the person how they handle it. And some guys are, you know, and some people. I'm not going to just blame it on men, but some people, sure. when they start getting a whole bunch of attention, some of them lose their minds, and you know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> they it's they do, and like body. I said, <laughs> they mm-hmm. do, and they, you know, and then they expect after showing out or acting like they're not with somebody, acting like they're not married, they expect to then come home and you're supposed to be what? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, well, I was dating a musician yeah. once who told me, oh, well, you know, just stay at the table with your girlfriend and, you know, we'll talk later in the car. Or, you know, mm-hmm. you don't need to be coming around. You know, he was basically telling me, you know, stay away from me when I'm working. And I'm like, what's that? Wow. I walked up mm. to him and asked him did he want me to get him anything to drink or something to eat. I said, you want some bottle of water or something? And he, he looked at me like, what are you doing in my face? <laughs> wow. Like, you little peasant, what are you doing in my presence? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, like I said, he was, like, just trying to make it sure that, you know, I didn't stay over there too long uh, near the band so that the girls were so comfortable and coming over and say hello. Now, I used to manage a group of four very good-looking guys who could sing, and (laughs) we were at a television taping, and everybody was like, oh, my goodness, I think only, I think it was four guys, and two of them were married, the other two were single. Um, So they were kind of like trying to figure out who's married, who's single. And then a lot of the women were coming up to me and asking me, like, is any of them your man? I was like, no. <laughs> I said, no, I'm the manager. And they were just making sure because, you know, I do have 
sort of a, a intimidating presence at times. And they were like, are you, right. they were making sure. It's like, I'm not saying nothing to her, man. I'm just <laughs> Don't want to step I, on I her. I mean, though. I've been told I can be a little scary, you know, you know, which I, I don't know why. I'm the nicest person on earth. But it, it just depends on how the person handles it. And I think myself, um, I was at, uh, just another quick story. I was in Atlanta last year at an event, and the person that I was with was just, I didn't know how he was going to act, you know. I knew that there would be a lot of men and also women there that I knew, and I didn't know how he was going to act, but he was just so cool. He was like, hey, you know, like the guys are coming over and, and, you know, hugging me and saying hi, and he was just so friendly, and they were thinking, wow, oh, your boyfriend is so nice, and I was really very appreciative of that. And that was the first thing when I got home that my sister and, you know, my family was asking, well, how did he act? <laughs> and I said, well, this is how I know if, this, if we're going to make it. I said, if I take him to an event and he acts insane, we already know it's not going to work. And down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I definitely understand that, you know, and uh, and it, you know, and it's all about the person, how to make the other, how that person who's not behind the camera, I mean, who's not in front of mm-hmm. the camera, how they, how they treat them, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, when you're acting, you're acting, you, you, you when you're done, you're done, it's a wrap, it's a, it's over, you, you leave the character mm-hmm. on set, and when you come home, now you're back to the person before you started had to read your lines and remember your lines, and I do understand, mm-hmm. understand that. And it, and it's all about how that person makes you feel before it happens and after how you happens. Some people have been in the acting business for so long that it's they expect it. You know, they they already know. But if you knew at it, and then uh, you don't know what to expect because you can pull over here and you know, over here. Some people like that kind of attention, but some people don't like it because they know it's just a job. Some like Tupac say, you know what I mean? Just give me the money to get the fame. You know, and I never really mm-hmm. grasped that until mm-hmm. I really got a little older, and I've been a little bit in the entertainment business, so I made pretty good money, and uh, and I was kind of not even famous like celebrity famous, but it was mm-hmm. pretty much famous enough that people know who I am, and they see my pictures and stuff like that before see what some of the work I've done, and they admire to come up to me. Oh, I seen you in this, and I seen you on that. And it was cool because they recognize it, and they and they and it's all about the fans how they approach you too, and how they come up to you and say, "I, I like your work." Oh, I gotta have you! And I, oh, ooh, ooh, hey, hey, that's 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 too much. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> I ain't say I get it all the time, but it happened. It happened, and it yeah. makes me feel uncomfortable because you know, growing up being the ninth ninth child out of uh, my brothers and sisters. You know, you know, you you ain't notice until you notice. You know, so you gotta wait your turn, go down the line. But if anybody comes at me all at once, it's just like I can't handle that. You know, I mean, that, hey, hey, mm-hmm. it's cool. I'm, I'm flattered. I appreciate that. But as you get older, you start to hopefully mature and know how to deal with situations like that when it comes. But if you just get in the entertainment business or music business or athletic business or fitness, I mean, uh, whatever that draws a lot of attention to you, you better be ready for it. You know, you got to know who, who really, really likes you for you. You know, and people just see you walk around with shirt off all day. You know what I mean? That's what they see. But be, when you put your shirt back on, that's when the real you comes out, you know, behind closed doors. 
And, if, <laughs> and you know, yeah, you know, so you got to, you got to be, be careful because you choose this life. This is what you want to be. That's who you, who you are. This is your bread and butter. This is your, this is your platform. So, so you just got to make sure you expect unexpected. And, you know, and if you got somebody and that person knows how to handle that, that, that situation with you or know how to handle the situation for you, that's a good thing too. So all I'm saying to, so all I'm saying to the audience out here, you know, it's not cool when people are too aggressive on you to, you know, they say one thing and then they do another. Oh, I love this now. I like you and I want to really get to know you really. And then once they get you to get your attention, you turn to that side and you say, yeah, I would like to date you. And you start dating and all of a sudden they start, start slowly taking things away. Like, Oh, where are you going? Who is this? Who is that? <laughs> exactly. Why, why are they calling? What they want from you? All they want is this from you. And then, Wait a minute, hold on, slow down, you know what I mean? You know, I care about you, I love you, I want to be with you and stuff like that. You got to show it to them, show them, or show her, show him or her, whoever you date. Well, let me ask you this. Yes. I've dated, like I said, I've, I, I work for uh, Bodybuilding Magazine, and I've done pictures for athletes and stuff, you know, over the years. And when I told, like, one of my, my sister that, yeah, you know, he's, he's in the fitness and he's a bodybuilder and he's this and he's that. And she was like, do you feel like going through all that again? Mm. <laughs> and I was like, wow, what? you know, I didn't know that people had this perception. And, and just like you, we were saying earlier, some people just can't handle it. Like uh, handle some of the guys, it. yeah, I've dated, I told you I've dated three. Um, and two of them, they liked constant attention. I mean, they would go out, like you said, with a tight shirt on all the time. It's wintertime. <laughs> They're going out with a, a wife beater on with snow on the ground wow. just because they want they, – they, he wants everybody looking at him. He wanted everybody looking at him. And I never mm. said anything. I was like, hey, if that's what you need to feel alive, hey, do your thing, boy. You know? <laughs> yeah, right, um, right. And, yeah, and – and I remember my sister confronting him, like, why are you walking around? Um, first of all, why don't you have on a coat? <laughs> it's yeah, like, right. it was pretty cold, like 30 degrees. And she's like, why don't you have on a coat? You know <laughs> Why you got your brother's shirt on, your baby brother's shirt? Yeah, it's like, what, what are you doing? You know, she's like, do you, you, everybody knows you got muscles, but you don't have to do all that. For every, that's what she was saying. Like you know, everybody can see that you got muscles. You ain't got to do all that. It's like you you're fighting too hard for attention. And why are you doing it? <laughs> right, right. Well, that, so, that comes from people. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying that. And some of my girlfriends were like, oh, ain't no way. I would be one of those guys. No way. No way. They get on my nerves. They do this. They do that. I, I'm like, what? You know. <laughs> So I was asked, you feel like going through all that? And I'm like, everybody's not like that. Mm-hmm. That's true. But there's this perception that everybody well, has about these type of guys, and that's why they were saying that. And I didn't know that. <laughs> right, right. Well, I can't answer for everybody, but I've been in the fitness business for a while, and I, and I do work out. And I, I was into that. I was to a point where I was – Bodybuilder big, 
for my height and my weight. And I know how it feels to be on on spot or, or stereotyped. And that's not a good feeling because they feel like all bodybuilders don't have no brains. It went all into their muscles instead of their brains. But now you got all these people who work out. And I tell people all the time, it is, it is funny because there are some people who put more into their body than they put into their minds, you know. And in these, some of these people might be bookworms when they were growing up and they finally got, what should I say, they finally got an opportunity to change their physique and they did it because they did the science part of it. And they build their body, and they never really got that attention. And, like, again, go back to what I was saying before, a lot of people can't handle it, you know? Well, I'm it's saying, like, okay, so you're telling me you've never gone out and thought, oh, well, you don't dress so that – it's like even, – it's, it's even like the opposite. Big girls and guys think that if you wear black, nobody will notice that you're big. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, like put a sheet over a Volkswagen, you know what's under there, right? Yeah, yeah it's like um, she said, well, he's going to see my body. And I remember one of my girlfriends, she was, you know, big girl, but kind of short. And they, she thinks that it doesn't hide it. Black or no black, everybody can see how big you are. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's just not a bright color. And... It's the same thing with walking around with these tight. I don't think that's necessary either. Everybody can see that you have muscles. When somebody's clothes, you can you can tell. You don't you don't necessarily have to wear a size two if you need a ten. You know, <laughs> you can, it's the same thing. You can still see it, and I think that some of them do. Some of them do overdo it. You know, wearing stuff that's super tight. I went to a, a class reunion with a guy in. We were barely in the door. It was freezing outside, and as soon as we were walking up the steps to go in, he snatched his jacket off, and he had this tight T-shirt on. I mean, it was super tight. And I was like, why are you taking like off your jacket? We're not even in the building. Huh? <laughs> like, like he airbrushed it on his body. <laughs> yeah, he airbrushed it on, and he snatched as soon as, because he wanted to walk through that door, and he wanted everybody to say, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Yeah, and some of them are like that. Some people are like that. That's all they care about is they, they want everybody to look all eyes on me. Well, if they're not used to getting that attention when they're younger or in high school or whatever, you know, being an underdog, mm-hmm. and now you finally have an opportunity, just like some, and I'm not saying all, you know, some kids who get their butt whoops and, and they become in the law enforcement or, or, or the military and they come out whooping other people's butt. You know, even though that person who whooped their butt in high school is nowhere around, but they take it out on other other people, or you know, or some people don't like bullies, you know, and they mm-hmm. and now they going around beating other people up who act like a bully or stuff like that to other people, and they might have a flashback. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> going back to what you're saying, I, I did it before. You know, uh, I hung out with guys who uh, I remember when I was younger. I, finally started working out and I really started to see the results I put in and I, I would wear baggy shirts all the time. And my friends would say, man, if I had a body like yours or, or look like you, I, I would be walking around with no shirt on, you know, and I, and it can, mm-hmm. I used to hear it all the time. My friends would say it all the time, but then eventually I paid no attention, but then it started really dawning on me. I was like, wow, maybe I should wear a look. And then I started getting attention. Now it was like a drug. 
Now it's like addiction. Mm-hmm. Now you, mm-hmm. you have to have somebody look at you. You have to do something to cause attention. Sometimes it's not even people who work out or a woman who have a nice body. A lot of the times they just loud just for no reason. And just to get their attention, they're not working out person. They just want that attention. Hey, look at me. But then you look at it, it's, they, it's some people, alpha, alpha females and alpha males. It's in their DNA to be loud or, or in front of the camera. And some people flossing about where they look, how big they look. Uh, look at me. Uh, I work out. And some people who have a real better body, you wouldn't even know they had a nice shape on them because they're always wearing baggy clothes. And, and then one day you see them, it's like, wow, I didn't know you looked like that under there, or I didn't know she looked like that under there. Because they know you don't have to be loud to be seen. You know, some people just have their days. You know, what, what, what floats their boat, let them, let them be. You know what I mean? Then there's going to be people going to like it, then there's going to be people who don't like it. But one thing is I, I noticed that, I watch a lot of bodybuilders, bodybuilding and all that stuff. What is different from my body from everybody else's? So I said, you know what? I'm going to stop and get that out of my mindset about thinking I have the best build, the best body and stuff like that. I'm just going to be me. And like you said, you know, you know I have a nice shape on me or she got a nice shape on me. You don't have to wear evocative clothes to reveal. But if you feel like you put in hard work and you want to um, – show people your work, or maybe that's your business card. I should tell people that. that my, my physique is my business card. And when I lived in Florida, so that's what I did. So I had to walk around with shorts on and, uh, and a tank top sometimes, majority of the time, but I was in the gym most of the time, so I fit right in. And then when I was well, out I of the gym, Florida I was one thing because it's so hot there, you know. Yeah, but, you know, it's another thing, too, being hot. I think you cool off more when you wear a bag of your clothes because you get the breeze and you sweat a little bit and the breeze blows in and cools you off a little bit. But if you're wearing a tank top and shorts all day, you have no protection over the sun. So, but I can't, like I said, I can't answer for everybody, but it's, it is what it is. If you got a great bill, you know what I mean? If you ain't on a stage, you don't have to be so much trying to get everybody's attention to be noticed, to be, uh, look at me. But if that's on you, that's on you. But if you if you get paid to look good, look good. People are going to notice it anyway, regardless. Some people can't even get away with walk down the street without people giving them compliments. Well, that's true. I think if you get with someone and, you know, that's what they – it's just like if you meet a person in a club, but then you don't want them going to the club anymore because, you know, after all, they met you there – so maybe they keep going there and they'll meet somebody else. And so you can't take it because that makes you feel insecure. I mean, that kind mm-hmm. of thing happens all the time. It's like, wait a minute, what do you mean you don't want me going to the club anymore? I met you there. Yeah. And I don't want you going there meeting anybody else, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the same thing. It's like you were, whatever you were, whoever you were when we met, now I want you to be somebody else. I don't want yeah. you to be that person anymore. I want you to be somebody else, somebody that makes me feel a little bit more it's comfortable. Who they want you or you to be? Who they want you to be? Mhm. Well, so, I know. I, I I know the feeling too. I worked in the nightclubs and I see how that is. And I have friends mm-hmm. of mine who meet their girls in a club and they wind up being the best relationship. And some people don't have the best relationship because they be in a club. You know, it's all mm-hmm. about what your intentions are when you go in that club. If you go in a club just for entertainment and going home and 
have hang out with your friends or something like that or listen to some old school music or music and dance. If you're a dancer, you want to dance. But then you say, you know what, time to go home, and you go home by yourself. But then there's people who go there strictly drinking or smoking or <laughs> or, or meeting a male or female. Or, whatever. or hunting. Yeah, they're on a hunt. Oh, yeah, all out <laughs> on a prowl. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and, you, and you ain't done healing yourself. So how are you going to go to a club? You know, and stuff like that. Your intentions. What's your intentions are when you go into the club? So, yeah. So you know, it is what it is. Well, so, I think and, just as a helpful hint, you know, you know, people need to take their time and get to know people again. That's what the thing is. Is that a lot of people are in such a rush to get to whatever it is their intention is in the relationship. They're not taking any time to get to know them. You know. Um, getting to know somebody, you can see, is this person like, why do you need all this attention? You know, it's like, why are you like walking around naked and it's 10 degrees outside? You know, <laughs> you know what is that yeah. about? You know, get to know them and find out. And look, if, if what they are, you can't deal with it, then just leave them alone. You know, don't try to change them into what you want them to be because it's not going to work. Just leave them alone. Go on to somebody yeah, else who makes you feel... <laughs> Huh? I said, don't force it. It won't fit. Don't force it if it don't no. fit. No. No, I'm just saying just, just leave it alone because mm-hmm. they're not going to turn into something else just because you want them to. And if they do, they're going to, you know, it's going to end badly either way. Because you exactly. can't make somebody be what you, who and what you want them to be, you know. Exactly. So if what, the, how they live, their personality and what they do is making you uncomfortable, just leave them alone. Go on to somebody else. Mhm. That's my <laughs> Well, no, that's 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 true. That's facts right there. That's real, real talk. To be, you know, you know. Again, people try to make people who what they want want them to be, you know, and mm-hmm. and let that person be them. I always say, let people be themselves, and they will tell on themselves. You know, so yep. let them be who they are, <laughs> and they will tell who tell on themselves. And if you like it or not, you know, and I know you, we both grown people here, and, you know, people send their representative. Oh, yeah. Yeah, girl, you're the best thing in the whole world. And all. But then he got two other women that he told that the same night. And, and you know, he threw enough lines out there to something stuck, stuck out there. And then it worked. Hey, it worked. Then, you know, or, or same thing with a woman. They say all these things and look nice and all this stuff. And then they come home and it's just like uh like that girl from Get You Sucker, <laughs> where she started peeling things off. <laughs> but, you know, everybody, you know, that's 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 the crazy part about it. You know, the more we live and the more we get older, we start to see through the bull stuff. And uh, and we know what we, what we want and what we like and what we don't like. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, as we get older, we start to grip onto that. You're right. You're absolutely right. Well, that's that's the thing. Um, I couldn't. I was with somebody like that. He was a bodybuilder, and it was just too much. You know, <laughs> it was just exhausting because I'm not saying him working out and all that. I didn't care about that, but just the way he acted, and it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, I just left it alone. You know. Like I said, and that goes for anybody. Uh, you you hear about, uh, like, just recently, Rance Allen, he's a uh, famous gospel singer. He's been around about 40 years or so. 
Nobody mm-hmm. ever sees his, seen his wife. He had been married for like forever. He married like somebody that he married. He was like 20 years old. And they stayed married forever. They was getting ready to celebrate. He was 71 and he passed away. He got married at 20 and they were getting ready to celebrate their 50th anniversary last year. Uh, mm-hmm. But he passed away, you know. And nobody ever saw her. I didn't even know he was married because nobody even saw her. But see, for them, it works. She has no desire. She never had any desire. You know, of course, this is from listening to her and uh, doing interviews, you know, after he passed away. She never had any desire to be on the road. She said she traveled with them sometimes, but she said it was just exhausting for her. And then, you know, she said it was just better for me to stay home and take care of the house and stuff. And that's, mm-hmm. it worked for them. You know, she right. wasn't one of those people that could be on the road. Now, him, he never, uh, I think he was traveling and singing because he was here in town uh, this last summer, not 20, but 19. He was just here. So you might as well say he was traveling and singing up until he died, you know. Wow. For him, this, mm-hmm. is, this is what he did. And she, it worked because she didn't try to change him into anything else. She didn't try to get him off the road and make him start singing. You're never going to stop mm-hmm. anybody from doing anything like that that they love. It's never going to happen. If you make them choose between who they are and you, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I let people be who they are, and they will tell on themselves. I like giving people their own freedom. Let them be who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, And if they respect you, they respect you. If they don't, just keep it moving. Just keep it moving. So um, that's 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 a deep story when you're talking about that, and that that worked. You know, we all we all like our space. We all like our freedom, but we all like to be with some people you care about and enjoy it together and experience things together, learn things together and stuff like that. But you like to have your separation too. So when you separate in a good way. You go over here, I go over here, and uh, I do what I do, and I come back, and you do what you do, and you come back, and we talk about it. Talk about how was your day and everything, and how how's your day, how's her day, and and that's the good part about it. Yeah, you know what happened today? And she say, oh, what happened? And you, you explain to each other, and it's funny. You laugh about it, or or, or you work things out. You know, I, uh, this lady came up to me, and she thought I was somebody else, and and she would try to kiss me. Oh, what you do? I pushed away. I said, hey, lady, you got the wrong person. You know what I mean? I'm flattered. I'm cool. Or vice versa. You got to understand, once you put mine in the relationship, it starts to change things around. It changes things around, and it, it feels like it's like almost like a restriction. And they put, paint this perfect picture, and then they, uh, once you figure out who they really are, it's like, wow, I didn't know that. But, again, what we're talking about, the topic is about somebody being in front of the camera and one behind the camera, and somebody famous and someone non-famous, how do you deal with that? And we're just talking about it freely and talking about experiences, and it's it's tough. It's tough. you got to be ready for it. Don't beat yourself up. Don't curl in a, a situation where you feel insecure because you got talents too. You just got to let them out. Just because somebody else's shine is brighter than yours, use their shine to fertilize your, 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 your greatness, you know, and uh, learn how to deal with it. 
But if that person is not ready for it or feel like they the, they the shit because they look good or, or they acting, they got films and all that stuff, that's all temporary. But at the end of the day, you need real people around you. Because that's why they call it acting. That's why they call it film. That's why you, you, you need to come home. As, you know, you got to come to reality. You got to come to somebody who, who could set the record straight and find and And when you come home, because, you know, all that fame will go to your head. And then when you come home, you got somebody who's like, hey, so uh, let's go here. Let's, let's, you do a film for six months and you have to play a character and you have to be, become that character. And you, so now you have to go to basically therapy. Now you have to go home and be reality. Some people know how to separate it, but you need people like that. You need people who, who's not behind the scenes. You can't get really too many people doing the same thing you do because you don't know if that's the real person or that's the acting person. But if you get somebody who's not an actor and the person is an actor and they come home and that person's real and they're comfortable in their skin, then you, 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 you got a good one. Cause I've been with some people, some women that who were not comfortable in their skin from the get go. And they, they try to change me. And that's an that's a uncomfortable feeling because I feel like I'm doing something for both of us. And they wind up trying to break you down and belittle you or, or throw little slick comments in there and try to put on the front and say, oh, yeah, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. But in the back of their mind, like, yeah, you ain't shit or you, <laughs> you ain't, you ain't going to make it really. You know, they, they tell you anything just to get you. And got you, and or give something to talk about when they break up. So I know, I guess. So she knows all about it, being with people who sent their representative and stuff like that, or they were on a level in the beginning, and then once they got to a certain level, they thought was higher than that person they were with. Then they started changing because they ain't used to that. They ain't used to the fame. It's like trying alcohol for the first time. It ain't for everybody. <laughs> so there's some side effects for that behind that that glass and that continue on drinking. Well, yeah, very good point. Um, I was with someone who, like I said, as long as he was getting the attention, everything was good. When I started getting some, it was a problem. So what did I do? I just tried to keep low key. And then it got to a point where, he wouldn't even he he wouldn't even take me to his company Christmas party, and everybody bought their spouse. To Say that again. Everyone bought their significant other, spouse, girlfriend, whatever, to the Christmas party, and people were like, you know, asking for me and where are you? He told them that I was sick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this is a small town. You're going to run into people that you know that works with your your spouse or whatever, and they're like, where are you? We had such a nice time. Why, why you didn't come? And I said, you were sick. Are you doing better now? I was like, oh, he did? You know? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm much better now. <laughs> Wow. You know? <laughs> so you went, you went with it? You went with it? Yeah. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, I understand that. So you're, you're definitely a good woman. Yeah, good and woman. I had to I had to stop discussing anything about radio because he didn't like it. So I never said anything about it. 
and I would sneak off to the radio station while he was at the gym. But, of course, I'd be there until like 11, 12 o'clock at night, so he knew where I was at. <laughs> and he'd right, be mad. Right. He'd be angry. He'd be, he'd be upset. Why did you go there? Uh, I'm an intern, and I'm supposed to be there, right? Exactly, exactly. exactly. Not to mention getting college credit. <laughs> exactly. But like I said, as long as we were doing things that lifted him up, put him in the limelight, it was okay. everything was happy. But the minute mm. I tried to do anything that was just about me, it was a problem. You see, that's that's not fair. That's not fair. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> well, well, you're a pretty strong woman to deal with that. So the person you're with now is that person. How does that person treat you and? How do you deal with that in situations? Well, he, <laughs> like you, he's a fitness trainer. And, you know, I'm I'm not really like the jealous type like that. Um, mm. You know, like I said, it has to do with the person, how they treat you. You know, mm-hmm. you got to, <clears throat> you know, you got to always do things to let your significant other know that they come first. And if you're not doing that, how are they ever going to, believe it. You know, mm-hmm. how can that work? <laughs> and he absolutely does do that. I can go to the gym whenever I want to. I don't like his gym because it's, it's a little bit too much testosterone. But <laughs> but wow. if, if I wanted to go there, if he wanted to train me, <clears throat> if he wanted to train me that day or whatever, yeah, I will go there. And it's it's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. We right. don't have problems like that as far as uh, we're constantly lifting each other up instead of saying, hey, lift me up, and I'm not going to lift you up. Why would anybody want to be in a relationship like that? No, no. Well, at least I don't. At least I don't want that, you know. <laughs> I oh, what saying you know, and I also, I work two full-time jobs, put him through uh, grad school. I work two full-time jobs. I mean, I work from eight to four, and then I worked from... Uh, five until nine every day. Wow. And when it was my turn, and it, the deal was, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to get my master's and then you can go back. That never happened. So he just <laughs> rolled, rolled, rolled the wave, huh? Yeah, that never happened. When it was mm. time for right after he graduated, I was ready. I'm like, okay, my turn. Now I'm going to go. You're going to get two jobs and we're going to go. We're going to be Never happen. You're make it Never happen. <laughs> Never happen. Well, see, like I said, that was a one-sided relationship from the beginning. And if I hadn't been so young, I would have known that. You know, I didn't. Uh, you know, you don't know if you're young. You, you definitely don't know. But for those of us who are older, when you see that that a relationship is just about one person, you need to get out of that. Yeah, run, run. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that person might be going through some things. You know, first you analyze the situation. If you feel like that person is going to continue on doing it, you say, hey, this, I don't think this is going to work. At least okay. you, You've been with them long enough to know, is this your personality? Is this who he is? You're going to yeah, know yeah. after, I'd say, uh, I knew it after eight, nine years. Yeah, this is who he is. <laughs> mm, exactly. Well, this is not going to work. He's still the same. Yeah. Yeah. I do hear you on that, and uh, that's mm-hmm. definitely a tough thing. You, like I said, you, you're a strong woman, and there's a lot of strong women and strong men out there doing it, exactly what you did and waited for their spouse or their significant other 
and let them let them get what they want to get. to let someone else shine, you know. Yes, yes, and they took full advantage of it. Some people don't realize that, and some people do that, and they just self-centered, selfish. So, uh, well. The person I'm with now, I would like to say that I'm shining a lot. He has a lot to do with how I'm shining. So, you know, I I let everybody know that. It's like I'm doing a lot of stuff that I never would have done if it hadn't been for him. You know, he's giving, you know, he's helped me with that. Or I'm doing a lot of stuff, you know, because of him. Or, you know, I didn't think I could do it, but something about our relationship made me think, yeah, you know, I can do it. You right, know, if a person right. doesn't make you feel like you can do anything, like, wow, me and him can fly. I bet you we jump off the building <laughs> and we can both fly. Well, <laughs> you better you go first. <laughs> yeah, you go first, right? <laughs> you, you go first and you know, let me know how it is. It's like, if, if you don't feel that way, I mean, you know, we're being realistic, of course, but if you don't feel yeah. that way, then why are you with that person? I don't want anybody mm-hmm. who's dragging me down and sucking all the air. I've been with people who have absolutely taken all the air out of a room. I mean, I was wow. with somebody who absolutely made my asthma worse. You know, every time he wow. would come in the room, he would just suck all the air out of it. <laughs> well, that's bad energy. That's not air. That's bad energy, yeah. Yeah, whatever it was. Like I said, I couldn't breathe. It's like I can't even breathe around you. Good grief. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, and I, I've been there too. You know, and they have that perfect looking face and all the stuff, but they and they devils. But anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> but this is a great, great conversation. We can continue on going on, going on with this, but uh, I really appreciate appreciate you uh, again sharing your experiences and we both sharing our experiences just going by what what how you felt about it and I'm going by how I felt about it and I think it needs to be heard. We joke around with this conversation but this is a really serious topic. It's very toxic. You gotta be watch out for those type of relationships. And you gotta definitely watch out for wolf and sheep's clothing. You know, just because you look good don't mean it's good for you. Thank everybody for tuning in and listening to Journey to Fitness with LC and my guests. And uh, and we're going to continue on this topic. So this is part one to it. And we got another uh, topic we're talking about, long-distance relationships. So tune in for that. Get ready for that. It's definitely interesting for all you uh, virtual lovers out there <laughs> and FaceTime frenzies, you know, and friends. So uh, it's definitely going to be interesting. We already got part one up. We're going to work on part two. And everybody, thank you again. And uh, my name is LC, and uh, this is Journey to Fitness, and uh, I see you at the gym.